Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. Well, it's that time of year again. We're entering into the fourth quarter very shortly. That's normally the time of year that everybody starts planning the whole strategic planning process. Now, strategy is such an interesting word because it means so many different things to different people. We like to think of strategy a little bit differently. We like to think of it as a success pathway. Why success pathway? There are so many methodologies out there for people to use in strategic planning. There's this system and that process and all of that. And, and all of that is great. But here's the problem. When you get into all of those systems, all of those processes that are very outlined and designated, you know, there's the goals, the big rocks, the this, the that. When you get into all of that, which is good, process is good, structure is good. But what I have observed is many organizations, leaders, and teams get so focused on the process that they're serving the process. They're not allowing the process to serve them. So then you get into these arguments about whose rocks didn't get done and, and why didn't somebody finish that because I was waiting on it. Why can't we change this over here? Wait a minute, how many rocks are appropriate? How many tasks? How many goals? How many objectives? And we used to call it management by objectives, which is a very similar process. It's just a matter of let's find a good process, but don't lose sight of the big picture. And here's where this starts. Vision, mission, values. Those are the three things that have to come before your strategic goals. And strategic goals are awesome. But if you don't have a pathway to achieve those goals, and a pathway is not somebody's process they've written a book about or have got a training program about. The pathway is a lot more than that. Yes, that's part of the pathway. That helps illuminate the pathway. But then there's people, there's equipping, there's so many other things involved in what we call a success pathway. And that's why we use that terminology Yes, strategic goals and expectations, all of that's a part of it. But if people don't understand those things, if the entire organization, every person in the organization doesn't have a clear understanding of the importance, the urgency, and actually what those strategic goals mean, how they impact them and how they impact customers, and everyone around them, then you're never going to get the engagement levels. You're never going to get the focus. You're never going to get the energy and effort you really could get if you would create a very clear success pathway that allows people to engage at a high level, understand what they're accountable for, 
be focused, be moving forward. So let me ask you a question. Where do you want to be in three years? What stands in the way of that? Or maybe another question to ask is, what do you need to do to achieve where you want to be in three years? You probably have some idea of what that looks like, where you'd like to be on your success pathway in three years. The question is, how do you get there? How does your organization get there? How do your teams get there? How does each person get down the road and achieve the things that they can feel good about, feel satisfied about, like they've accomplished what they needed to accomplish? Because that's where the energy comes from for the next set of challenges, the next things that come their way. Well, here's what we're all facing right now. Uncertainty, rapid change, emotional complexity in the workplace, uh, hybrid and remote team members, harder to find good talent. We're all facing that. We do searches for a number of different clients and we help clients do their own recruiting. Candidates are hard to find right now. We have somewhere in the vicinity of 12 million open jobs in the United States, and we keep losing more and more people from the workplace every month. We're finding it takes longer to find the right fit candidate for our clients, and it's worth the wait. Otherwise, you may be doing again in a few months or maybe even less, and that's no fun. So all of this stuff is going on. It's impacting all of us. I said something about increased emotional complexity. When you think of how COVID impacted all of us, how the economy is impacting all of us, inflation, all of that, politics, family members, just normal life things, there are things in our lives today that weren't there in the past. And that is adding to the emotional load that people are carrying. What does that mean? It means we as leaders have got to do a better job of equipping ourselves and our people to navigate emotions for better outcomes. Because we know what happens when we don't do that. It's not pretty and it's not productive. Let me ask you this. Do you know what it's like when you have experienced a healthy and vital organization or a healthy and vital team. You've seen it. You've been a part of one that's healthy and vital. Vital meaning they have a lot of energy. They're excited about what they do. Do you know what it's like when people in your organization see change as an opportunity, not as a problem or a challenge? Do you know what it's like when leaders are well-equipped to manage the challenges and to take advantage of opportunities? Do you know what it's like when you've created liberating structures that free people up to focus on higher value efforts? Do you know what it's like when communication and collaboration are at very high levels and there's a great deal of transparency and psychological safety? I hope you said yes to at least one of those. 
And maybe you were able to say yes to many of those. And hopefully, some of those are where you are right now. Not everybody is there. All of these things are possible, but it takes good planning and a good focus to get there. And that is why we talk about success pathways. Everything we're talking about, the last several things being outcomes of good success pathways. So you may be asking, okay, what is this success pathway thing? What does it look like? How do we get there? What do we do? What does it mean? Let me try and define it in very clear, I hope, clear terms. There are a few key things you can do to help you start developing a success pathway for your organization, for your team, for yourself, for leaders, and for every role in your organization. And by the way, all of those success pathways should be created. Number one, think of it this way. Let's just think about creating a success pathway for you. What are your expectations? What are the things that you would like to achieve? Next, can you understand those expectations and what it will take to achieve them? The next is, what equipping do you need, whether that's enhanced skills, new skills, knowledge, more experience in a given area? What do you need in equipping and developing yourself to get where you want to go on that success pathway? Next, what kind of measures are you going to put in place to track your progress? Measures are important. Without measures, it's hard to know if you've reached where you want to reach or if you're even close to getting there. And the last thing to think about is the consequences. Why? Well, consequences come in many different forms. They come in rewards, reprimands, all kinds of different things. Consequences are important because they help us hold ourselves accountable. If we want good outcomes, good consequences for our efforts, then that's going to make us more accountable, give us more focus, more energy. Accountability is not a bad thing. Accountability is a liberating structure. The more liberating structures you can build into your success pathway, the easier it will be for you to get there. We'll talk about those in another episode, the liberating structures and accountability and how to get the right types of accountability in place. So I just have given you the accountability equation that we use in our online Cultivating Accountability course. Expectations plus understanding plus equipping plus measures and metrics plus consequences When you put those together in the right amounts, you get a culture and an environment and practices of accountability. Once those things are in place, you see a huge increase 
in engagement, in effort, in success. Why? Because people have clarity about their role, what they're supposed to do, what it looks like when they succeed, what it looks like when they fail, and how they can get there. And the personal development that happens through that process. It is a holistic engagement of the individual by giving them a clear success pathway. Creating your success pathway, really that for your organization, your teams, individual roles in the organization, every employee should understand what their success pathway is. It actually creates a competitive advantage for you. I can tell you, having done recruiting in an executive search format for 30 plus years, I can tell you that candidates want to work for a place that accountability is there, that people are accountable for what they do. The, the best talent, the talent that is really going to move an organization forward, They're looking for that kind of culture. And there's more to it than just accountability. There is the entire commitment of individuals, what I call engagement, which is the emotional commitment people have to the effort, to the team, to the organization. When that is at a high level, it's like a magnet that draws good talent to you. And honestly, it repels people who don't want to work that hard. So there's a real plus there. A success pathway brings clarity. It increases engagement. It reduces waste. And it prepares people to embrace change and be better equipped to take advantage of opportunity. All of those sound like really good things, and they are. What we're talking about here is a transformational process. By creating success pathways, you begin that transformational process. When each individual knows how the strategy impacts them and then how their efforts impact the health and the vitality of the organization and even to the point of understanding how what they do impacts customers and clients. You know what that does? It actually provides a way for them to engage at higher levels. You get an entirely different level of effort when people really understand what all of this means. And if they have their own success pathway, They can take ownership and they can hold themselves accountable. Those are absolute critical success factors for sustainable success. How many times have you told somebody what the goals were only to have them what appears to be ignore them (laughs) or maybe they just don't understand them or they just don't fully engage with them? 
that probably happens more than we like. Here's the deal. It triggers in us things like uncertainty, frustration, anxiety, stress, maybe even anger. So what's missing in all of this? Here are three steps that you can take on this transformation process when you're creating success pathways. Number one, do others understand the goals and expectations the same way that you do? This is one of the biggest pitfalls for leaders. We assume, we know what happens when you assume, we assume that other people understand things the way we do. But how can they? They are not us. We have to ensure that they understand it in a way that they can fully wrap their brain around it and then they can fully embrace it. Number two, step number two. Do others attribute the same sense of importance and urgency to the goals and expectations that you do? Unless you have been very explicit about this, I mean, truly stating these critical aspects, how important, how urgent these things are, then the answer is probably not. Emotions drive decisions and behavior. If you do not express the importance and the urgency, then you repress the emotional drivers that could be adding energy and focus to achieving the desired goals. I'm going to say that again because I I know that was a lot of words in a hurry. If you don't express the urgency and importance and really help people understand the emotional drivers for you, and you don't have to say those outright, but you can show people how you believe this to be very important and very urgent that we focus on these things and get these things done in the right way. If we don't express that to people, then we are really limiting the amount of energy and focus that can be generated to actually get those things done because others are are not going to engage simply because they don't see the urgency importance the way that you do. Here's step three. Do others understand how their efforts impact the team, the organization, and customers? Without this understanding, people can very easily fall into just going through the motions. You know, how, how do they approach their efforts? Well, It's another day. Clock in, do your thing, clock out. Oh, good. Now I can go home and do what I really want to do. We know from recent research that joyful teams, teams that accomplish and are satisfied, that's that's where joyful comes from in this context. They accomplish goals and they're satisfied in their accomplishments and the work they're doing, those teams are 10 times more likely to be high achieving and, again, to be satisfied. 
And satisfaction is all about retention. It's all about creating energy for the next set of challenges, for the next opportunities to take advantage of. All of this is connected. Human capital, and I don't really like that term, but people. People are your most important asset. And if you don't understand that, or if you haven't paid that much attention to how much potential can be released in your people, then you're missing a huge opportunity. And this should be part of your strategic planning. How do we unleash the power of our people in the workplace? And it isn't about just parties and donuts and, you know, ping pong tables. Those are things. We're talking about the deepest part of a human being, their emotions. Emotions drive decisions, behavior, and actions. If we can engage those in the right way, it's a beautiful thing. And people come together, they communicate, they collaborate. When people understand their role and the impact in the context of outcomes, then they have purpose, they have direction, they have ownership, they have satisfaction, they have belonging. Those are wonderful things, and it powers success. This is why having a success pathway is so important. It's personal. It's real. It's an opportunity to engage at higher levels. It's an opportunity to contribute and be accountable. All of these are key to creating an environment of sustainable success. We have a process we use, and it's developed over the last 30 plus years. Assess, equip, align, and then succeed. You don't get success first. You got to know where you're coming from. You got to know what's going on first. That's assess. Then you can equip, you can prepare, you can get ready. And then you align everybody together. And together we can succeed. That's our four step approach to achieve our mission, which is equipping people to prosper. Where should you start creating success pathways? By assessing. Good data leads to good decisions. Good data leads to better planning. Good data brings clarity and focus. As we get into the fourth quarter this year, our minds are turning to this planning process whether you call it strategic planning or whatever you call it. How many times have we planned, but then found the plan is never executed as well as it should be? Instead of going through that same process and hoping for better results, change the process. Yes, do your strategic planning but do what we call smart strategic planning. Plan for your success. Plan for the success of your organization, of your teams, of your individuals in your organization. 
by creating success pathways that will free people up to truly understand and put in higher levels of effort, higher levels of engagement, because they know what they're supposed to do. They know what their purpose is. They know what their direction is. They own it themselves. And they get satisfaction because they can see progress. And they feel like they belong to something that's really important. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQ Fit. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.